<clears throat> May only your words be spoken and your words be heard. Amen. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us. That is from the collect or the opening prayer for this, the seventh Sunday of Easter. Today is a bit of an odd Sunday in the church calendar year because it takes place several days after the day of Ascension, which was this past Thursday. And it is a point in the church calendar or the church year that therefore places us in a bit of an in-between time, an already but not yet time. And I say that it's a bit unusual because with the day of Ascension being last Thursday and the day of Pentecost being a week from today when Holy Spirit comes into the church, the church calendar finds ourselves on this Sunday in this odd place of Jesus in his bodily resurrection after Easter and spending 40 days in his resurrected form after Easter going into heaven, ascending into heaven. That's already happened. But yet with Pentecost a week away, Holy Spirit not yet here, it is a time of in-between an interim time, which I think is part of the reason this opening collect says, after recalling that God has exalted Jesus into heaven, do not leave us comfortless, but send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us. O oh God, do not leave us comfortless. O oh God, please give us strength. What a great prayer for odd times. God, do not leave us comfortless. God, please give us strength. What a great prayer for in-between times, interim times. Whether we are in between relationships or in between jobs, in between ministers, in between homes, in between normalcies or anything else. Do not leave us comfortless, God, and give us strength. What a great prayer for already but not yet times. Already but not yet. Already, God willing, we are emerging from the worst of COVID, at least in this part of this country. But we are not yet anywhere near where we need to be to fully emerge. Oh God, do not leave us comfortless. Oh God, please give us strength. But throughout life, I think we look to God for comfort and for strength. That's nothing new. And so this prayer could resonate and have great meaning on the seventh Sunday of Easter in any year. Five years ago, 10 years ago, 50 years ago. But what special resonance and meaning it has in an odd, in-between, interim, already but not yet, uncertain, rapidly changing time. Oh God, do not leave us comfortless. Oh God, please give us strength. The author Barbara Brown Taylor 
likes to tell the story of when she used to give a particular assignment to her students. And the assignment was to just be totally in the present for 20 minutes. Set aside all thoughts of the past and set aside all thoughts of what's next, the future. Simply be totally in the present and stay there in the present for 20 minutes. Her students tell her that it is the hardest assignment they have ever been given. One student wrote, though, after a few minutes of restlessness, I settled into my walk. And for a while, I was one with the universe. Other than that, nothing much happened. <laughs> well, maybe you can recall such times. Maybe you weren't one with the universe. But those times when time seems to stand still and you're totally present. Those times come to different people and different personalities, of course, in different ways. Some of you sense it most frequently in nature, perhaps while on a long hike or gardening. Others sense it while serving the poor. For others, it comes through music, listening to it or making it. For others, such times come when spending time with friends or family, or swept up in a cause. And yet for others, it comes in times of solitude, meditation, prayer. What these times have in common with each other is that you're surrounded by a, a sense of the holy. You're filled with a sense, however fleeting, that all is well. You're comforted and strengthened. We seek that comfort and strength. We crave it. But where is it? Where does it come from? And perhaps the most relevant question of all, is there a way to have it more often? Is there, in fact, a way to make that state not the rare exception, but more of a norm in our daily life? Is that kind of life really possible? Well, yes, it is. That comfort, that strength is closer than you think. In fact, it is all around us, and it is available at any moment. In finding that comfort and strength, in seeking it, the single most important thing to remember is that no matter what form it comes to us in, God is the source of it. In searching for, in longing for that comfort in that strength, it is God that we are searching for. In the wonderful language of the Book of Common Prayer, God is referred to as the author of peace and lover of concord. God is the author of peace. In other words, peace is not something that we manufacture or conjure up on our own. It's wonderfully liberating good news to remember that. Peace is not something that we can make on our own. And the same goes for grace and forgiveness. 
and unconditional love. Comfort, concord, peace, grace, love, strength, have an author, a creator, someone who wrote it, someone who writes it, and someone who desires to share it, and who promises it to anyone who seeks it. Therefore, God's comfort and strength is a happy byproduct or a result or an effect of being in God's presence. Or more accurately, of remembering that we are, no matter where we are, already in God's presence. And that's why we ask God in yet another beautiful collect, this one from last Sunday, pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises, <clears throat> which exceed all that we can desire. It's in that little line, loving God in all things and above all things, that offers us, I think, the single best hope for finding God's comfort and strength. As important and as wonderful as it is to have experiences such as I referred to earlier when we feel that all is well in the world, we're at one with the universe, Growth in faith means becoming contemplatives in action. People who find, people who experience God's comfort and strength, not only in extraordinary experiences, but in our everyday lives, in our so-called ordinary activities. And that starts by loving God in all things. Loving God in all things protects us. Protects us from the danger of believing that God is only available to us in times of quiet, in times of contemplation, in times of formal worship, or in special circumstances. To the degree that we can recognize God in all things, seek and serve Christ in all persons, God's comfort and strength comes to us not as a rare exception, but as more of a rule. There is nowhere on earth, and there is no one on earth in whom God is not present. The reason we don't experience God in those places or in those people is because we aren't looking for God there. We aren't expecting to see God there. We're not anticipating God's presence the way we are when we are in our garden or on a hike or with those whom we love more easily. But to be unaware of God's presence in something or someone does not make God's presence any less real or present, any more than being unaware of oxygen or the process of photosynthesis makes oxygen or that process any less real. It just means that we're unaware of it. But to be a contemplative in action means we are to approach everything and everyone with reverence. 
As we start regathering, one of the things we'll be doing is offering newcomer coffees and newcomer classes. And one of the things I've always liked to do is either lead or accompany those who are leading a tour of the facilities for newcomers, people who've never been here or to the churches and are unfamiliar with it. And one of the things that often happens when you're on a newcomer tour is you take people up into this area and you, after showing them the space, you invite them up into this space and you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, at how funny people get when they start to approach this area. Oh, that space is holy. That space is sacred. That space is special. And they are exactly right. This is a holy, sacred space. But it is no less holy than the space you are sitting in, than the pews you are sitting in. And to take that even further, the people sitting nearby you are no less or no more holy than the most sacred person or space you can imagine or picture. To contemplate that, to find God in the ordinary stuff of our ordinary everyday lives is a major step in finding God's comfort and peace on a regular basis. And so we pray. God, do not leave us comfortless, but give us strength. Help us to find you, God, in all things, in our blessings, in our gifts, in our relationships, in our material goods, in our worship, in our causes, in our daily tasks, and in the people we encounter on a daily basis. And God, and God, help us also to love you above all things. Help us to love you above all those good things as well. To remember that you are the source of comfort and peace and strength and grace and love. And all good things are meant to draw us closer to you, the source of all good. Help us, God, then to love you above our blessings, to love you above our gifts, to love you above our relationships, above our material goods, above our worship, above our causes, above our daily tasks, and above the people we encounter on a daily basis. Help us to be contemplatives in action, finding you in all things and in all people, loving you in all things and in all people, and loving you above all things and above all people. Help us in this odd interim, in between, already but not yet, rapidly changing time, to remember that in seeking comfort and strength, it is you, God, that we seek, because you are the God from whom all blessings flow. Amen.